In this episode, I want to talk about being a quitter, or I should say how to stop being a quitter, because I've probably given up on more things uh, than I care to admit. So I finally had to come up with some strategies that would help me stay the course and get things done, even when I felt like quitting. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. I see so many quitters in the world. They start something new and they quickly stop if they don't have wildly successful results. (laughs) If they aren't immediately great at doing something, they walk away. Or they give up once they encounter the hard work that exist when you get past that that initial exciting rush of a new hobby or a new project or some exciting new endeavor, then it's no longer fun, so they give up. Real-life success isn't like winning some effortless lottery. I mean, even if you do see early promise in something, taking it all the way to the end requires consistent effort, grit, and determination. I mean, yeah, you do have to know when to fold them. It's easy to succumb to the sunk cost fallacy because you want to keep going when you've already invested so much time, so much energy, so much money. But sometimes you have to admit an initiative just isn't going to work out no matter how much time and effort you sink into it. But you also have to know when to hold them Just because something isn't easy doesn't mean that you should give up. Some examples. Steve Carell played many smaller parts on television for almost 10 years before landing his big role in The Office. Jack Canfield was rejected 144 times before finding a publisher for his book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. People said it wasn't going to be anything worth putting into the market. And it's now sold more than 500 million copies worldwide. It took five years and over 5,000 failed prototypes for James Dyson to develop the world's first bagless vacuum cleaner. And I'm sure you've seen Dyson vacuum cleaners everywhere. When J.K. Rowling wrote the first Harry Potter book, she was divorced, bankrupt, and on welfare. Over, I think, a dozen publishers rejected her before one finally agreed, said, oh, okay, I'll publish the book, but kids' books don't sell. And then Amazon, I'm sure you've heard of Amazon. (laughs) It was founded in 1994. The company didn't show a profit until the fourth quarter of 2001. We look around, we see lots of successful people, and we forget that it took them a long, long time to get to where they are today. Because we often only hear of them or see them when they become a success. And we think, wow, what an amazing overnight success. But they're not. It took years. And where would they be if they'd given up? And they quit in the first few months or even the first few years. 
There's a quote from Ramit Sethi. It says, there's a reason this 10 years to overnight success pattern shows up over and over. And it's not just about working hard over a long period of time. I know from personal experience. In 2004, I started a personal finance blog while I was a college student. Today, that hobby is a multi-million dollar business. For the first three years, we made no money, literally. In 2014, 10 years later, we had our first $5 million week. But how can you quit being a quitter when you have a history of that behavior? If it's what comes naturally for you. How can you push through and commit to doing something for the long haul when you know it's good for you? How can you stop giving up when the going gets rough? I want to share some advice that has worked for me. It's worked for other people, people that I know. And it's five different tips. One is done is better than perfect. Two, be okay with being bad. Three, scratch your own itch. Four, do it for you. And five, keep showing up. So done is better than perfect. I'm sure you've heard of that. It's a quote from Sheryl Sandberg. I don't know if she's the first person to say it. I've heard it many times. Because the curse of perfectionism is one reason that people turn into quitters. When they fear that something isn't going to turn out well or they won't be great at a new activity, they give up. They want to give up before failure occurs. They can't stand the thought. If it won't be perfect, then forget it. I've lived with this curse as well. I definitely suffer from perfectionism. It's caused a great deal of procrastination in my life. And believe me, I'm not saying that I've always been full of amazing grit and determination. I've given up on plenty of things, plenty of things. I've quit more times than I care to admit. I've told the story of how I screwed up my first year at college. And then I ended up quitting and dropping out in the middle of the next year. I was so disappointed in my initial performance. Ulti- you know, unfortunately, school had been easy for me. You know, grade school, junior high, high school. It was easy. And I never learned to dig in. I never learned that I really had to study or try. College was different. <laughs> College required way more hard work than I expected. And I wasn't doing well. I wasn't perfect anymore. So I tapped out. However, I, I did eventually return. And I did finish. And what I had to do is I had to set aside my notion of being a perfect student and getting perfect grades. I had to let go of that vision. I decided I didn't have to graduate with a 4.0, but I did want to finish what I had started. Making peace with flawed completion, like my graduation, (laughs) definitely flawed. It can help you overcome perfectionism. Rather than giving up when things get hard and they get messy, just focus on getting the damn thing done. Think about how good it will feel to finish that thing you've been putting off or you keep quitting. And it's also okay to reward yourself. 
give yourself some sort of reward reward when you succeed at pushing through your discomfort and you complete an unpleasant task or you complete that big project. The second is to be okay with being bad. Many quitters don't want to do anything they aren't good at doing. It's upsetting to accept mediocrity, so they give up. If they can't be the best at it, what's the point? The other day when I was walking with my wife, she reminded me of a saying, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. You have to give up an all or nothing mindset. It's not all or nothing. And the example we were discussing was exercise. A 10 minute walk may not seem like a worthwhile workout, right? If you're used to working out intensely, running, lifting weights, playing tennis, whatever, you may think, what's the point of a 10 minute walk? But you know what? It's a heck of a lot better than sitting on your butt all day and never walking at all. Even in my worst days, like today, (laughs) I'm still going to work out for a few minutes. I'm tired. I have a headache that just won't quit. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go lift for at least 15 minutes instead of doing nothing. And perhaps like most days that I feel like this, I'll end up feeling better by the end of that 15 minutes and I'll just keep going. Some things are worth doing even if you're bad at doing them. Even when you can't give it your all, they're good for you or they make you happy. They give you pleasure. They help you relax or they're just fun. So rather than give up, make peace with being bad at them and just keep going. What you'll probably discover in the end is that chipping away at something every day eventually transforms your bad into okay or good or even great. The third is to scratch your own itch. As a business owner, a writer, and a podcaster, I thrive on sharing my thoughts, my knowledge, and my advice with other people. I love helping people. I really do. However, it can be tempting to give up and just quit it all when you feel like your words are being sent into the void. (laughs) Right? Social media feels like that sometimes. You're sharing, nothing happens. You're like, is anybody even paying attention? And I know many business owners who doubt themselves and they wonder if it's worth continuing when they feel like no one is listening or engaging or buying their products or services. One interesting way to break through the temptation to quit, and you will feel a temptation to quit, is to scratch your own itch. Create something that you need too. Build things that you want. Then if other people want it too, great. Wonderful. But your internal drive to continue, to keep making progress, is no longer dependent on how other people react. You're not looking for that reaction 
out in the world. You keep making it for you. And yeah, I know. I'm well aware (laughs) of the lean startup movement. I'm well aware of customer-centric design and development. I did this for over 20 years. You're supposed to find real potential customers. You're supposed to talk with them. Listen to what they're struggling with. Uncover their needs and their wants. Find a way to solve their problems and build it for them. And yeah, that's an amazing way to build a new business. It's what you're supposed to do. When you get it right, just right, it works like magic. Mostly people get it wrong. Most startups fail. Most small businesses fail in the first few years. And sometimes it's not because the idea was bad. It's because they quit. They didn't get enough signal. And it's really hard to build a new business that you personally don't care about. If you don't have skin in the game, you feel passionless about the problem. You don't really feel attached to the solution. I've watched many new businesses fail because they tried to create something they thought would make money. They thought someone else would want or need. But they had no personal interest in the space at all. They didn't care. (laughs) They didn't care about the problem. They didn't care about the solution. They were trying to satisfy a market and they were trying to make money. Their heart wasn't in it and it, and it shows. It shows in the work that you do, the way you act about it, the way you talk about it, the way you market it. And you don't care when it gets hard and it will get hard. You give up. On the other hand, there have been many successful businesses built by founders who wanted to scratch their own itch. There's a ton of them in the tech world. If you look at Buffer, Joel created it because he was dealing with a problem trying to schedule his own social media strategy. There's a quote, in reality, all I wanted to do was to tweet five times per day. And they built Buffer. When Joe and Brian wanted to make some extra money renting space in their apartment during a design conference... They had this idea. People were renting space, sleeping on the floor. They made money. They're like, hmm. (laughs) They came up with the idea for Airbnb. Chad Hurley and Steve Chen created YouTube, supposedly because they wanted an easier way to share videos with their friends. And back in those days, it was really hard to share a large video file. Joshua Schachter built Delicious. Do you remember Delicious? It was a better way to keep track of his links and bookmarks. And then Rashmi Sinha and Jonathan Butel, I know them, hello. They built SlideShare to solve a problem they and their friends were dealing with after speaking at conferences. And I remember sitting, I think it was the IA Summit Conference, uh, I think it was in Austin, Texas, sitting and talking with Rashmi one night. We were all sitting around after the day's events and having some drinks and chatting. And she talked about what they were building because it was so hard to share your presentation after a talk, large file, lots of versions. It's like, how can you easily share your slides with people? 
So they scratched their own itch and they built SlideShare. These founders and even more built companies to scratch their own itch. And then they built an audience of more people like themselves who had the same itch. And this won't always be the case. Maybe you are unique one in 7 billion kind of person. (laughs) Maybe your itch doesn't exist anywhere else in the world, but more likely than not, if you're facing this problem and you can't find a solution, if you build it for yourself, other people will want it too. And it's one way to stop being a quitter. One way to ensure that you won't quit a project is to build something you need. Then it doesn't matter what other people think. They'll come around later. It'll keep you motivated. You want it. So you keep going. You don't quit. And then another key piece of advice I have for you is to do it for you. This is similar, but a little bit different because this isn't just for people who want to build a business or have a project. Some things are worth doing and not quitting simply because they're good for you. And I'm talking about everyday life, not just your professional life. I'm talking about things that can enrich your personal life and make you happier, healthier, and feel more fulfilled. There's some examples from my own life. I write for myself. I really do. I journal and I write to get things out into the world. I just want to get out of my head and put out into the world. I find it to be cathartic. I create art for myself. You probably have never seen my art. (laughs) I'm not great. I'm not terrible. I'm okay but I enjoy doing it. So I create the art for myself. The act of creating is for me. Same with music. I'm sure you've never heard my music and there's a good reason for that. But I make music. I play guitar. I sing. I do it for myself. And I don't have to be great at any of those things. I don't need to see amazing results. I don't need a million people to buy anything I create. I just commit to doing them consistently for me. If my followers, if an audience wants to come along for the ride, I love to have the company. I mean, I'm not stupid. I'd love to have an audience. I want more readers. I want more subscribers. But if no one else likes it, it doesn't matter. And this is new for me. I'm doing it for me. And you should do it, whatever it is, for you too. Is there something you enjoy doing even though you're not great at doing it? Is there something you know you should keep doing because it's good for you, but you keep quitting? I'm sure there's something. So whatever it is, don't worry about being good at it. Don't worry about what others think. Just keep doing it for you. And then finally... My last bit of advice, keep showing up. A big part of success is showing up and not giving up. And I linked in my newsletter 
It's a great article about Don't Break the Chain. It's about Jerry Seinfeld's approach that he works every day on his material. And I think we all could admit he's had amazing success. And he marks, I think, a red X on a calendar. So every day there's a red X and you can see it on this big calendar, a chain, a chain of X's. And he doesn't want to break the chain. He doesn't want a gap in the chain. So he just keeps showing up. Most people quit. Most people start and never finish. Very few people stay the course and keep chipping away at whatever it is they want to accomplish. And when you keep showing up, it sets you apart. You'll be one of the few, the very few, who refuses to be a quitter. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, I linked that article, the Jerry Seinfeld one. This is How to Stop Being a Quitter, issue 311. So if you want to read that, you can check it out. I may not be the best in the world at anything, but at least I keep showing up. It's the one thing I can be proud of is my stubborn consistency. I've been writing on Medium for the past six years, probably more than six years. And I linked my Medium as well in the newsletter. I've been publishing my newsletter twice a week, every week, for more than two years now. It's a lot of writing. <laughs> Believe me, it's a commitment. And I've been working out almost every day for the past 12 years. Just haven't stopped. And I've tried doing things for someone else. I've tried doing it for the audience. I've tried doing it for you, the listener and the reader, instead of doing it for me. But there's not enough signal or feedback to reinforce my behavior. I'm not Lady Gaga. I'm not famous. I don't have millions and millions of people and adoring fans. So I, if I relied on that, I'd be doomed. And I don't want to be a quitter. I mean, the vast majority of my followers and readers are absolutely silent. And I know that's the way it is online. That's the reality of writing and social media. I have no idea if you're reading my newsletter, if you're enjoying my podcast, or you hate my message. I don't know. I mean, I do hear from a few people, which I always love. Thank you. It does help, and I appreciate you, and I know who you are. But it's not enough to keep me going. I read and research and write, and I record videos and podcasts for hours and hours every day. It's a serious commitment of my time, energy, and passion. And if a creator ever tells you that they haven't considered giving up, they're probably lying. So how do I keep doing it? How do I consistently crank out tons of content and publish my stuff every day all over the place? I publish to my newsletter, newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I have a YouTube channel. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Facebook. I put it on LinkedIn. I put it on Quora. I put it on Instagram. <laughs> Where else? Oh, Flipboard. I'm all over the place. But what I realized I had to do is switch gears and rewire my feedback and reward system. I mean, it took years. But I do find now that the act of creation in itself is pleasurable. I find it to be cathartic. 
But more than anything, I tell myself to just keep showing up. I have no choice but to keep showing up. I feel like not doing it is unacceptable. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I do have to keep showing up and creating and publishing. So whatever you want to be doing, whatever that is, whatever you know you should be doing, find a way to keep showing up. Create a habit and a schedule that ensures you make progress, even the tiniest amount of progress, every single day. Invest in your professional development for yourself. Do it for you not for some fickle employer who may or may not appreciate you. Write to put your thoughts out into the world because you want them to exist, not for some imaginary reader. Create your art because you want to make the images that are in your mind become tangible and real. You want it on paper. Don't do it for some potential buyer. Make music because it makes you feel good. It heals your soul. Don't do it because you hope it will make you famous someday. The world is already full of consumers, sellouts, and quitters. We don't need more. Be a creator and a doer. Be different, be true to yourself, do it for you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.